Hey everybody, welcome back to the MedLife Podcast. I'm Byron. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Sawyer. Thanks for coming back, guys. Um, like Jeremy said last podcast, we're super excited about the reception we've been getting on social media. Um, we have tons of listeners. Each week, we're getting new listeners, and I'm just excited about the future of our podcast. Yeah, thanks everybody for uh, listening to us um, with all of our podcasts. We Definitely appreciate it and look forward to you guys being in this journey with us. Yeah, let's get to it, fellas. So what's the what's the news? What's been going on with you all since the last time we spoke, y'all? I, I had my dentist appointment um, and I've been flossing for 14 days. And uh, I can't promise I've flossed every single one of those days, but I have flossed. And I got a pretty glowing report from my dentist. Uh, no cavities, nothing wrong with my gums. So very excited about my progress and flossing for my new year's resolution um and otherwise i haven't had anything to say yes to so no spontaneity um as of yet this early in january how about you byron um i've been i've been doing well been doing well um i said not that anyone follows me on twitter but i said on my twitter a few days ago or at the beginning of the year i said 2023 is the year of dedication i'm not what did i say not not dedication what was it Something with the discipline. Discipline, yeah, keep, discipline. We keep that in. I think yeah, that's we gotta make sure we keep Lost that on, on the forefront. This is the year 2023 of discipline. Yes, it was the year of discipline, and I think I have been very disciplined so far. I'm also been hard on myself because, of course, like Jeremy mentioned last episode, we're gonna have instances where we fall off. So I haven't been disciplined 14 out of 14 days, but um, I, I think I've been doing a good job. But I am biased because. No one to think they suck at what, what they promised themselves to do. So what have you been doing to keep yourself disciplined? Like, you said you've been disciplined, but what does that mean for you specifically, B? I mean, like we talked about the last episode, I've been realistic with myself, man. Like, last semester, I was like, oh, I'm going to get up at, at 4.30, 5, 5, 5 a.m. every day, blah, 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 blah. And it's just not, I can't, can't maintain that. So I get up at, at a reasonable time. I try to get up at 6.30 and start my step studying by 8.30. So in that, that two-hour period, I have time to cook. Uh, shower, go to the gym, do everything I have to do in the morning. And I think giving myself that two-hour grace period in the morning and staying consistent in the gym has allowed me to stay consistent with or disciplined in what I want to do. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Well, I, I actually... Before, uh, before you go, I don't see any bags, so that's a good sign. No bags under my eyes today. To <laughs> now, I was, when, I walked in, when I walked in today, I looked at Sawyer's eyes and I saw a couple bags under his eyes. I was kind of concerned for him for a minute, but... Well, good, good you want to share? Yeah. She, well, she's, she's sleeping again, which is good. Um, I'd say consistently for the last week, she slept all night, um, which is Wonderful. awesome. Wonderful. Um, but I think I think these bags are just perpetual, just being a dad now. So let's oh. hear more about you, Jerry. Well, uh, fellas, I will let you all know, I, and I will share with the podcast, I know I mentioned to you all that I had put on some good happy weight over the past semester, and I came into the new year with the goal to lose some weight because I, I I really needed to. So I will be glad to let you all know that, like Byron, I have tried my best to be um, intentionally disciplined over the past couple weeks since we last uh, were together. And I will let you all know I have lost 11 pounds in about two weeks, fellas. That's really Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I know this sounds kind of like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Why, why did he lose so much weight so quick? I will let you all know, I have been walking at least five miles every day almost uh, for the past two weeks consistently. And I, for some reason, somebody told me to just start fasting. 
I don't know if it was just the Lord came into my spirit and Ed? just told me fast or what. Uh-huh. Was it Ed? It was not even Ed this time. I will say that. Even though Ed, I, I thought about Eddie when I when, when I started doing it. Because I'm like, he says he fast on a regular. And I know how he be looking. So I'm like, mm, well, maybe I need to go ahead and try to do the same thing. And, you know, really lose his weight a little bit faster than what I'm not doing by just walking by myself. So I will definitely say, though, it is challenging uh, walking that, mu- uh, that many miles plus not eating. Because, um, you know, I haven't shared with the podcast yet, but I am almost 30. And so with being almost 30, you get 30 light problems. Um, One such thing that I have come across my body personally is that I have never had um, Achilles tendon pain. Uh, What do you call that again, Sawyer? Tendonitis? And your Achilles tendon? Jeremy, future doctor, coming to a hospital hey, near you. I'm I'm here to keep it real. I'm not going if I don't know something. I'm gonna act like, I'm not gonna act like I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all I want to let you all know is just know when you get 30, life changes quick. Um, I have been in pain in my ankle for the past two days from just walking obsessively. And I sorry was telling me before we started the podcast this morning that that comes from when you have a period of time where you are pretty lethargic and not moving much to where I'm now doing all this excess working out. And my body's just having a hard time keeping up with what I want to do. So give yourself time and pace yourself in your journey process. Now, are you are you walking outside or are you on a treadmill? Man, I love walking outside. Yeah, no, I gotta, I I gotta be in nature. Um, are you running? I, I, is there any jogging intermediate? There's some jogging incorporated too. So the first week I wanted to make sure I actually was just getting outside and doing what I said I wanted to do. Baby um, steps. This past That's week good. though, I wanted to up the game because I wanted to make sure that I'm getting my, my win up to where I wanted to be in the upcoming month and upcoming two months. So um, definitely still walking, but definitely have incorporated some jogging. And then I even started running a little bit. But the way my tendonitis kind of set in for a second, I said, let me uh, slow it down just a little bit further. Well, uh, my suggestion, I'm not an expert on anything yet, um, but I think transitioning to a stationary bike, giving your, your joints, I mean your tendon, some time to heal, will do yourself good. Um, but guys, I think this is a good transition period into our topic for the day. Yeah. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. Um, I'll start off by asking you to this, this question. Since entering medical school, it's been, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. You can say we're a year and a half now. Um, have you guys had any difficulty maintaining healthy relationships? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of give my own personal, and I, I'm not going to be long-winded at y'all, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard to do, right? Uh, but last year, I had a very difficult time maintaining my own outside of medical school personal relationships that I've had my whole life. Mainly being because, you know, when you start, when I started school, and I'm pretty sure it's probably similar for you fellas as well, you get so enthralled and so thrown into the life of being a medical student, you don't think about, or you, you think about it, but you don't have enough time to put to anything else. And so last year, I literally spent the bulk of my time with only the people that I made relationships with in medical school for the most part, and sometimes family. But even then, I, I, I didn't really speak in contact with a lot of my family members as well. Um, just feeling like I didn't have enough time or effort to give or want to give to maintaining those relationships with people outside of school. Um, and I ain't going to lie, it, it messed with my mental a little bit because I felt like nobody's calling to check on me. I'm not calling to check on them, but so I guess it's okay. But then again, you're thinking in your head, 
something something's off and it's not cool. But this year I've been more intentional about wanting to make sure I am actively calling people more than what I did last year and making sure that they know that, hey, you know, I'm still here for you if you need me. I care about you. I love you still. Just, you know, touching bases. Not nothing, nothing real long, nothing real serious, just enough to let you know, hey, I'm still here and I hope you're still here with me. I think Jeremy brings up a, a really good point that was earlier in his statement was that he felt like he didn't have time to do other things. And I think that's that's really a perso- uh, pervasive thought, like early on, especially in medical school. Um, and I felt it early on in PA school too. It's like you're in there and you think that's the only thing you have time to do. But in reality, you have time to do so many things. But I feel like it's just in the culture like of these professional programs that I've been a part of. And I'm sure it's in the other ones that um, our listeners are a part of too. Um, but like it's, I think we need to do a better job of like instilling the mindset that you have time to enjoy other things and, and, and to have these relationships outside of school. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way or if you felt that too, um, Byron, like Jeremy and I have in the past of like feeling like medical school was the only thing that you had time for. Um, before I get into that, I just want to say I'm very envious of Jeremy's vocabulary. I had no idea what enthralled me and I just Googled it and I feel like I learn a new word every time we have a conversation, which is pretty frequently. So thank you. I try to be a walking dictionary, but thank Let's you. Let listeners, uh, tell the listeners what enthralled means. Enthralled, past tense, it's capture the fascinated attention of. So I think you used it in the, in the right, right context. You know, I typically try to make sure I don't just use words just for the, the sake of using words, but thank you for clarifying. Um, to answer your question, Sawyer, I definitely have, um, and you guys know me pretty well at this point, um, I feel like I'm a very laser focused person and I'm oh in the past I was okay with sacrificing for the time being relationships for success or whatever success looked like for me in that given point of time um and that that was a problematic and immature approach to take however it, it was just what I was doing especially last year I was terrible at maintaining healthy relationships um yeah, so I think it's something that I've been working on or attempting to work on. And baby steps, like like everything, is, is, is going to take time. I think Jeremy also touched on another important thing about maintaining relationships, which was intentionality. Um, you mentioned that, Jeremy. Um, and that's something that I like to pride myself on, is being very intentional like with my relationships. And I know both of you are, too. We, we were talking about that before the podcast. Um, that I've noticed an increase, at least Jeremy, probably because our relationship has gotten better as the, the year and a half we've known each other. But he's, he's called me from time to time um, over breaks or throughout the week just to check on me. Um, that's something that I did a lot in PA school. So I went to PA school you know, outside of my hometown after college. And a lot of my buddies had moved away or lived further away from me. And so I had to commute an hour to school and to kind of, you know, to maintain those relationships or just because I really wanted to, I would call them. And so that's something that I do often with a lot of my buddies is I call them just to check in on them if I have a long drive. And that way, you know, we don't get out of sync or, or lose touch. Um, Cause you know, a lot of guys were just not good texters with other guys. Um, so um, if you want to talk to your buddies, you just got to call them. Um, and it's something that I do and something that I pride myself on. And I think being intentional is probably like the cornerstone of maintaining a relationship with somebody. You know, I went to school at the University of Tampa and some of my best friends, best friends in the entire world, they live in Africa, you know, um, and they right now they're in England doing a master's program and stuff like that. So it's it's really hard. Six hour difference from here in Africa. I don't know what the difference is to England, but 
Um, it was, it's just hard to talk on the phone. So we would text, all this other stuff. And then, like, now that I'm in medical school, we talk maybe, like, once a month, once every two months. And I think, like you said, um, intentionality is important. When we do have our conversation, when we do talk, it is a very intentional conversation. It's good. We reminisce and stuff like that. So I, I, what do you guys feel is the most important? I know we talked about intentionality, but if you could pick one thing or a few things that is, that's key to maintaining a healthy relationship, what would that be? Honestly, I think the key thing, what my key thing would be one, understanding um, between both parties. You have to have the understanding that although we may not communicate, although we may not speak all the time or as frequently or as often as we used to, there is no love lost. There is no disconnect. There is no disunity, dis whatever have you, whatever word you want to use. But the lack of communication does not signify the end of a relationship unless there is a reason why that communication is not taking place or that um, coming together is not formulating the way that it used to or that you would like it to do so. Sometimes people are in your life for a season. Sometimes people are in life for a specific season in your life. They come out and then they come back. However, relationships evolve. In all, all different relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, partnerships, whatever you have going on with any other person, human being on earth, they evolve over time. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. Does that come with, does that stance on relationships? And I'm, I'm assuming platonic relationships. Does that stance come with maturity and, and age? I think so, definitely. I definitely agree with that, for sure. Yeah, like relationships change like, as you get older. I, I think, Because I think other things happen in your life. So like, you know, I got married. The most important relationship in my life is my wife. And then now with, with our daughter, that's, you know, probably comes in second in line. And so your priorities change. And so you don't have time to um, talk to your buddies all the time or even hang out with them, right? So like, it's not like college where you get back to your apartment or your house and you, you open the door. At least this is what I lived in throughout college. I'd open the door and there'd be like three people in my house that didn't live there just hanging out in our house. Like you don't have that um, constant communication, um, is, which is probably what you were used to um, when you were younger. But as you age, those relationships start to stray. And again, intentionality is probably just going to keep coming back for me is that like when I want to hang out with my buddies that live in Atlanta that like aren't in med school, like it takes months of planning because our lives are so busy. And you just, you have other factors in your life that are, are more important, like a family. Um, so I do think it comes with age. You know what hurts the most sometimes or what sucks when you're trying to like maintain adult friendships is like what you just said, when you're trying to plan months or weeks in advance and then you get to the actual date and somebody always drops out. Yeah. Or somebody never shows up. <laughs> it's just like, so then you start thinking, well, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we doing all this planning for so little effort or so much effort for nothing in return. And so I was going to ask you all next, I was going to be, um, what does it look like when you feel like you're giving your all to maintain a relationship with the person that you're trying to maintain it with doesn't give you the same reciprocity? I think, I think in that, in that sense, it's important to define what effort looks like for you. Um, because if your effort is giving 80% and the other person's effort is giving 30%, you have to understand, like, they're not slighting you, but that is what they can give you at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, in med school, I can only give so much because I'm putting myself 110% into something else. So, like, I don't want my friends to think I'm neglecting them or I don't value their relationship or I'm not reciprocating the love that they have for me. It's just uh, that's what I can give for right now. 
So I think it's once you define what effort looks like, you can also navigate feeling slighted or you can avoid feeling slighted. You know, if they have expressed to you, this is what I can give you. And it still feels like you're being slighted. I think that's that's a. Not a you problem. That sounds kind of yeah. I think expectation management yeah, yeah. is important because like it's it, like I said, it's a priority for me, and I feel like it is for you guys. I don't want to speak for you, but like not everyone has the same priority of like wanting to reach out to you or talk to you. Right. That doesn't mean that you're any less friends. It's like even the guys that I don't talk to for a month at a time. When we get together, it's like we pick up up pick up right away, and it, it's super easy. And I think that speaks more because if they didn't want to talk to you or they didn't want to be your friend, first off, you wouldn't see them in the first place. So you would never be able to continue that relationship. But again, just because someone doesn't reciprocate doesn't mean that you shouldn't. If it's a priority for you, keep doing it. And if it feels one-sided, but things are still good, that's not a problem. It just, that's how they are. Mm -hmm. Have y'all ever been in a situation and maybe this is just me. I have a problem or I've, I've, growing up, I've had a problem with having to say or learn how to say no to a lot of different things. So like, say for instance, for my friends, if they're having a event, a ceremony, like I had a couple friends get engaged this past season, this past yeah, uh, fall semester, semester really whatever. Semester, yeah. And I made the conscious decision this past semester that I was gonna make sure I went to everything that everybody invited me to. Why did I feel like I overcompensated or why did I do that? Because I felt like last year, I didn't give any effort towards being there for anybody outside of what I had going on myself. However, at the same time, in me doing that, I felt bad because I'm just like, well, dang, man, like I'm here for my people, but I'm messing up my own personal situation in the meantime while I'm doing that. But I I didn't feel bad about it. Is Is that weird? Does that make sense? Like I made a conscious decision and sacrifice to be there for my people, even though it cost me a little bit, not hard, but it cost me a little bit in my professional studies, in my professional career. No, because it's a priority to you. It's, it, it's It's important to you to maintain these relationships, and that comes with self-sacrifice. Yeah. I don't think that it's, I don't think that you should feel weird about it or, or bad, because it's important to you. Because at the end of the day... Well, I don't like feel, these, that's what I'm saying, I, I don't feel bad about it. I, I, should I feel bad, though? Feel, like, you don't feel bad about... I don't feel bad about missing out. No, I don't feel bad about what happened with school while I got to go be with my people. I think that shows maturity because it's just med school, man. At the end of the day, it's just, that's that's, I mean, people may not like that, but it's just medical school. So how do you learn to effectively say no? Well, it's funny because you're, that's my, that's that's, that's my, that's my problem. Sawyer's struggling to say yes. (laughs) You're struggling to say no. (laughs) This is an interesting uh, situation we have here. I struggle with it. Like, see, I I really love to be there because I, I think I told you this a long time ago, Byron, when I first met you, and you said you hit the nail on the head, sorry, when you mentioned about intentionality. I do things to people how I want them to do to me. And I know that's Good. a very unideal situation because most people don't think the exact same way how you look at how you look at things. However, I think the difference between genuine friendships is that there's a lot of similarities and compatibilities that keep you connected to people. But Saying no is still a very hard thing, even when you think that you can get out of a situation or a situation will be okay, even if you don't say no. Um, I love to be there for my people because I want them to be there for me when I have things come up. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just something that's very important. And especially like with my with my girlfriend now, like there's a lot of sacrifice on her end that comes with not, with being with me, you know? Um, 
we don't get to always talk as much as she would love to. We don't always get to go hang out as much as she would want to. We don't always get to just do certain things that we both would like to do because of the sacrifice that comes with the career that I've chosen for us and for for myself. So sometimes it's a struggle trying to give her the credit that I think sometimes I don't always give her in being my partner and being able to maintain her own self-sufficiency without me always being around her. Um, that's one thing that I've had to grow into and work through since starting school last year. Because we've been together now almost, well, it's been three years now at this point. It's been a great three years, but um, it's challenging at times. And maybe you can help give me some better light, Sawyer, as, you know, you're the professional. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't want to say professional. It's something that we have to work through, too. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I mean, I feel bad for my wife because she let me go to medical school after PA school. Um <laughs> <laughs> just, um, but yeah, just one of those things. It's uh, you, you figure it out. I, I think, especially with like in romantic relationships, like maintaining them. Um, a lot of the stuff that we talked about for just maintaining relationships in general, it goes into those as well. I think, you know, you gotta be intentional with your partner. You have to set time aside with your partner. And I think there has to be expectation management on what, what's possible between the two of you. Last thing I did kind of want to, um, I know I'm kind of saying a lot, but I, it just came to my head with something you said. What do you do when you get the sense that a relationship that you've held so cherished for a long period of time is coming to an end? Are you ever able to identify that before it happens? And if so, what does that look like for you? I don't know about you, Byron, but I, I can't even think of like necessarily like one that I like foresaw it coming. But I also, I feel like I'm, I'm old now and I just, like my friends are my friends and I just don't see that really changing unless some really unforeseen circumstance happens. Um, but... Well, I guess, you know, I guess if you think back to some of your high school buddies, like it just fizzled out. Like we went different places. We just lost touch. And I guess it was neither one of our priorities to maintain a relationship. So I, I didn't foresee it coming. It just kind of happened slowly over time. Um, I feel like you kind of made a point to that, that I agree with, especially um, my friends and my friends. Um, if we have a falling, if, if we disagree about something, we talk it out and... It is what it is, but uh, I have lost a friend or two in the past, and I, the signs were there, you know. So, um, but like you're young, you're immature, and you don't really want to accept that. I think, I think if it's a friendship that you're gonna lose, which should be rare, the signs will be there. That's that's how I feel because I don't think that I'll lose friendships with anyone in the foreseeable future. What do those signs look like? I mean, this was this was years ago. It's like eight, nine years. I mean, I, I guess so. For me, it always seems to start with, it doesn't have, this hasn't happened that much in my life, so don't get me wrong, but distance seems to be the first indicator. And then when you finally do somewhat get together, it just, the energy, you ever just feel like the energy just is off? Yeah. With somebody? Yeah. But that's because you guys, you guys know each other, but if we haven't seen each other in years, I'm a different person now. If if you met me last year and you haven't seen True. me here, you tell me all the time like you're probably cause I, I've kind of like grown up. I, I'm a different person, um, but I'm gonna disagree with you. I think the first sign, is, well, I can't disagree with you for how you feel, but yeah, yeah. the first sign for me is always respect. A lot, lack of respect or a loss of respect is always a catalyst for a friendship to end. Oh, no. If you can't respect me, we can't even have no relationship. Period. I think respect and trust are the bare minimum. And that'll maintain uh, of us being at least cordial. Right. 
Um, so that's what I think the first sign comes in at. Gotcha. Yeah, you have, if, if respect is lost in general, I just, that's not even a relationship. We had nothing to talk about, nothing to be about, nothing. Yeah. What do you think, Sora? I just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out in my head what the, between like peers, like what not respecting someone looks like. I don't, I just don't, I don't think I've ever been in that situation. Yeah. I don't know if that's because like from my point of view in life. As compared to as compared to you guys, um, but if you guys want to elaborate on that, you can. But I'm just I've never, to that out. I've never had a. That, when he said it, that's like a deal breaker for me in any relationship, whether it be in a romantic relationship or in a friendship or whatever. I've never necessarily had a friendship disrespect me to the point where I couldn't, where I felt like that was the reason why we couldn't be friends no more. But at the end of the, at the same time, if anyone was to ever disrespect me and then didn't like come correct about the situation, then that would be the end of. We had nothing else to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, any relationship yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, I can. I, I have a story for you guys when we get off this. Sure, I got one too. I, I just it just reminded me of something that happened recently. I, th- I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I think that we did a good job, kind of explaining, um, you know what a relationship looks like to us, like a healthy relationship, you know, what do we do? What tools are we using to maintain friendships that we find important and valuable? Um, and kind of what things kind of look like when those relationships may be um, easing out. Um, so thanks guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Did you guys have fun talking about this today, Byron and Jeremy? Loved it, man. I think this is a good conversation. I think it was an important conversation to have um, for anyone to listen to who um, is headed towards a busy career field. You know, uh, if you're pre-med, if you're pre-law, anything, pre-anything. This is coming, right? Yeah. Like, if you're pre-something, yeah. like this is going to this is be a topic that um, you may not realize it's actually happening, which kind of goes back to Jeremy's point, is, like, are you going to see potential signs that your relationships are slipping? Um, so, really important. Something that I didn't see coming in PA school, um, and I'm just glad I kind of had that experience when I got into med school, because um, not everyone has that um, privilege to, to do that. Um, but one thing. I noticed. I think this would be easier potentially in the next episode, guys, is if we rearrange my basement so that we can look at each other because I'm finding myself looking over my shoulder talking to Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a lot closer to you guys yeah. than the last few episodes. So I think it's nice because it's, yeah. it's like a conversation we're looking at each other. Absolutely. Just, you know, for the listeners out here, just make sure you always give yourself enough time to, one, understand that you're going to be growing and understand that people in your life and around your life and those that are not actually in your life are evolving just like you are. So give them the grace, give yourself the grace, and keep being you and, you know, just keep maintaining the relationship that you all have. But uh, thank you all so, so very much for tuning in and listening. 